This has been Tion Griper, 718-339-6020 or 347-563-0951. Shlach, Pasha. We hear about Maraglim. English say spies. Some go further say the complainers. So we have to understand it's we're talking about a great generation. Before that, we're going to be dealing eventually with the idea of Ramil's Eighth Commandment, which deals with loving your mate or loving your fellow man like yourself, which learn, so do not do unto others that what you don't want done to you. And we'll see how our words can have such an effect, and if we thought a little bit, a little bit, a little bit before he spoke... It might be a different world. So it said the Maraglim, <clears throat> the Siam, the great people, that they had a certain lifestyle. Some say they were, I mean, they were the Gadolim. They had a certain lifestyle and it was a certain comfort. And they were going into Israel now was going to be a certain work and a whole new dimension. Some say almost like a new generation. So... They were Negea. Again, we're saying this in our very superficial way. We're talking about great, great, great people. Yet for us. So they were Negea, which means in deep, deep, deep inside was, ah, what if I stay? We have it good here. And everyone, Hashem is with us here. There's a whole matzav here that's very, very good. Where should we go? And they saw a giant. Ay, ay, ay. And saw certain things that uh, were a little frightening. So the big error, I think Ramilla said, what happened was when they came back and complained or voiced their opinion, and inside the guarantee they thought it was doing it for the best of the people. Yet when they came back, the Rav said, they should have gone to Moshe Rabbeinu with the story. In other words, if they would have gone to Moshe Rabbeinu and said, Moshe, we saw this and this and this. How are we going to deal with this and this and this? People being buried and a whole matzah going on over there. Whole situation. If they were told Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu would, able, would be able to sit down with them and take all their, well, what they saw and how they saw it and put it in, in, a, in a way that would be palatable and able to work with them with it. It'll be a whole different world. So that's what I heard that the biggest mistake was to go to Moshe Rabbeinu with what the situation was. And Moshe would put everything in, into in the right place. And this idea is idea of now pretty to us now the complaining aspect and to looking at certain situations the way we do, and eventually speaking it out, the effect we see, because the Miraglam, Tishabov, we see so many ramifications of a person's words. Again, going to us, think before we speak, to think, to think, to think, who knows what can come of it. If they would understood, I mean, I'll, and accepted the situation. This is what we see. Okay, 
and then put it onto Moshe Rabbeinu, it'll be a different world. We t- constantly tell a similar uh, story going back to today now, going forward, and the understanding of the same thing. Husband and wife. Husband and wife, they're complaining uh, to ch- a parent to children, children to parents, and in front of other people. So I told you the situation weeks ago, months ago, and the husband came to me and said, <clears throat> his wife in front of other people said, we have a good marriage. My husband deals with Mishagas, and he respects me. So when he left the room, the husband said to his friends, respect doesn't mean... I have my opinion, you have my, you have your opinion, because you have your opinion, could mean, I'm not listening to you. And back and forth with opinions, usually people are not listening so well anyway, and it gets emotional and it gets totally off track. But what the lady meant was, accept, he accepts me for who I am, accepts the situation. There's a biggie, there's a biggie with your mates, with your children, with your parents, supervisors at work, and workers and teachers and employers. It's a, it's a it's a whole situation that a person has to be able to so-called look beyond. And by accepting the situation, and we mentioned many times the situation, a story once, a man came to a rabbi and said, complained about the wife nagging. And the wife came to the same rabbi and said, he's cheap. And they both keep together. The rabbi said, how could you be a husband? I could be less cheap. How could you be a wife? I could stop nagging. After a year of marriage, after a year with your children, <laughs> everyone, you know who the other person is already. And you know what they are. And you know, we want to do certain things for some reason. It's not so simple. And the other side too. The LSI too does is trying. The same husband said to me weeks later, he was speaking to his son, and he said to his <coughs> son, <coughs> and before that, sorry, the same lady went to the son and said, Your father is very good to me. Doesn't complain about this, 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 and this. And the father was right outside and said to himself, I could have complained about all of these things over the years. And she probably had plenty of complaint about me too. But accepting this is who she is. And again, go to your rabbi. Like, they should have gone to Moshe Rabbeinu. And to accept who she is and not to complain about it, not to say anything, she knew already the complaints against her. She knew. And yet he accepted and weeks later, the mother-in-law came and spoke to, to the same husband and said, you know, your children got the best out of both of you. Why? Because they both worked hard on accepting each other and working with it. Instead of going against and complaining, do something about it yourself. Try to help the situation. If the other mate can change, she'll change or she'll change. The same with children too. And what happens is with the whole program here, then the Torah of the husband, if he's honest and sincere and a simple and the Rebbe to direct, goes right through a, like a water in the pipe, no pebbles to the wife. And the wife wouldn't have been the same for 5,007.
700 years to take care of business, everybody. It goes in. But the opposite and problems start when we complain. And that's why if you don't do unto others, well, you don't want done to you. In front of children sometimes, a father complains and puts the wife down. I heard Miller speak about that. He called him an insane man. <laughs> an insane man. And a woman is constantly complaining to her in front of the children. Us about her husband. Listen, it's not easy, ladies. Not, e not easy, young men. So you ask, ask, what you do is a forever, forever business. Raglan was again, was a forever business. What you do is forever business. Because who you are, what your relationship is, is what the children are going to be. And it's over and over and over. That who we are is who the children are going to be. And they'll get the good out of both of you. So in front of each other, never say a complaint. Mommy's always late. Mommy's always sloppy. Father's always late. Never helps in the house. What are, you, what are you gaining? Think before you speak. Think, do you want someone to say that about you or your weaknesses? Over and over again, every day, 365 days a year. Same with the children. You have a child in front of everybody. I'm so lazy. I'm you never make your bed. I am, please put tuck your shirt in. You're so sloppy. And everyone hears it all the time. <laughs> what is he gaining? What are you gaining? Speak to him privately. Tuck in his shirt for him. Eventually he'll tuck it in if he's ready to tuck it in. And parents and children and children and parents they come in and complain about the mama. They complain about supper. It's it's a flaw in character, and it creates a situation. And if children see this at home, what happens is they lose respect for the parents too. A child, a parent who doesn't respect the child, the child's not going to respect so fast, especially when they're getting older and older. And you tell the same children to go to classrooms and go to work and do certain things. This attitude does not go away so fast. This complaining attitude, this looking at other people and putting them down. How many people know in teachers' offices and coffee rooms and how many places these people just complain and talk about everybody? It's all part of a system. And what happens is a person could be rooting a child. And a teacher to a student, you have to think, you have to think, to blast, blast in front of others. There might be times and places, rare, but to put down, to put down, complain, to put down your students, or put down principals, teachers, and students, and supervisors, and employers, and heads of companies, whatever it is. This is not us, everybody. This is not... The holy nation. We're not a nation of complainers. I'm Kodosh. The Miller said, tape 621, husband and wife is like an instrument. They're two halves and you put them together. 
When you put them together, they could become a real instrument. And husband and wife, same thing. You put them together. Well, you work hard. You got to work hard on a relationship. Work hard on a relationship with your, your, your mate, with your parents, with your children. It's a, and then all of a sudden, the, the two parts of the instrument come together and there's music in this world and in death and in the next world forever and ever. It's work. It's work. Not supposed to be like not work. But you concentrate and then the payrolls, the fruits come out <clears throat> beyond your dreams. Like like a hundred times better, a thousand times better than you ever dreamed of. Look at yourself 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago. Look at now. Most of us have a lot <laughs> to be thankful for. <clears throat> And the idea that putting person down could uh, parents showing not sat, being dissatisfied with the child, not saying it's parents who's constantly chizuk and once in a while says Ah, uh, doesn't feel comfortable. Not that, but constant. I told you the story, the public school story. <clears throat> Teacher was waiting on the subway once, and a big guy stood in front of him, and. Very, very tall, dark-skinned, on a train. And this teacher looked up and said, Do you go to Lincoln High School? Said, yeah. And was I your teacher? He said, yeah. And you never showed up to class? Yeah. And then he said, you know, I was going to visit Mr. G. I was going to visit you. Why? Because when I was in school, Everybody, teachers, supervisors, principals, always put me down. Always put me down. I couldn't take it. And I left. But you helped encourage. You said, Andrew, you could make it. You could make it. And I quit. And I had to go for GED. And now I'm working for UPS. Look at the first half. Look at the first half. That complaining about him and putting him down. We don't like it ourselves. We don't like this technique. <laughs> you don't want this technique used on you. And you're talking about other yidin. There's an Avera hurting somebody. Hurting somebody. Professor to a, to a student. Think, think, a teacher. Think, think you're dealing with a human being. When you make, decide to do, decide to say. Thinking like you could say, well, it's good for the student. Maybe you just think it's good for the student. Look at where the student's coming from. Look at the child's coming from. It's a, it's, a <clears throat> it's urgent to get out of our bubble. That what we think is good for everybody else. The same story too. Boy came home from yeshiva once. Little boy, and he was. Getting crayons and writing on the walls, and writing. The father put him in a room, and then gave him a patch, and then took away this. Took away. nothing worked. And he was giving him been good. Give it to him good. He was giving it to him. At the end of the day, the boy said, "You know, my rabbi, my rabbi, rabbi, abba, abba, my rabbi yelled at me." Then he realized, at the beginning of the day, he was giving it to him. And the boy, if someone would ask him, "What happened today?" a different day. Like you walk into a room and obviously you get blasted and blasted and blasted and blasted. You're trying to do something and you're acting out and you're, 
You don't want people just to keep banging you. You want somebody to ask, ask, ask. Let's see how we can work together. Not easy. More work. Another aspect, even beyond complaining, is, again, thinking before we speak. There are so many different stories recently. A woman uh, having trouble with her children, beautiful children. That's the shem. It's going to happen soon. Good people, good children, good parents. It's going to happen. That's it. It's going to happen. Yet she had a phone call. Something just happened with her daughter. With a difficult situation, it didn't work out. Boy, said no. Then the woman gets a phone call from a relative. Oh, did you know uh, Chaya became a Kala? And the other person knew, knew what her sister was going through. You don't say it. Think. At this time, you say it? I don't know. A woman having trouble having children. Be very, very careful. There's ways to build up, of course, to build up people and happy with what you have, et cetera, et cetera. There's ways to work on that in every area possible but the call of oh I had a baby I don't know you have to think we have to think around the middle of the story 30 years ago I think a man was saying to his wife you know I saw prettier women in the street you could throw up no that's that's that, that guy, it deserves uh, you know, I don't know what he's going to get for such a statement or a woman says to her husband you know, why don't you act like Chaim look how nice he acts look at the job he has and who knows? These words they just slip. I gotta say it. I gotta say it. You know what? The hurting words. It's a forever deal, also. And the family sees it too. What happens when parents do this? To the couples do this. Other so children see it. I can speak my mind too. All of a sudden, you see the son saying what he wants, and the daughter saying what she wants. And it's in today's day and age, anyway. It's, it's saturated in our bones. This idea because of the world around. That's, but. Just to say to your son or a daughter, keep like Chaim, look, he's always sitting, or look, look down the block, he's always learning. And then they, they feel it from, even if you don't say it after a while. To compare you somebody to somebody else, or not to feel the other person, what the other person's going through. Think about certain things about yourself that you sense that if you don't want to hear, you can't hear. Something just blurts out. No, no. Don't do until all you don't want done to you. You have to think a lot before you say something to somebody today. This isn't even speaking just general talk. People have spoken, you know, in front of many, many people saying things, even at graduation, giving out the awards. The person has to be very careful. You might have a hundred Girls, 100 boys in the audience. How to do it in a way that no one gets hurt. Everyone feels like a special person. I remember years ago, Shiva Brooklyn, I think, her man is tremendous. Every girl came up and received with a smile and a, a, a word that was nice. At least she was too. They, it's nice. A person has to think. You're having an effect on others. So how do, how do we work on this? The thinking before we speak, to not complain, to not put others down. 
it's work, it's control. And Brock used to say, you speak words that are constructive. If not constructive, don't say it. If you don't know if they're constructive, don't say it. You have to say yes, so I don't know. I hear your point. Whatever it is, we mentioned the famous no tension zone. First thing, every person you need, it could be anybody. It could be a boss, whatever it is. Sometimes you have to just avoid certain people sometimes. But a little chizuk, encouragement to everybody. Rabbi used to say, after a shir, go over to the rabbi and say, Ah, yashikoach. After supper for your wife and her husband or child, just give encouragement. Look for that good encouragement. You can, like, you know, revamp your mind to say what's constructive. Someone asks you to do something, you can say, yes, yeah, sure, yes, yeah, sure. Well, at the moment, uh, give me a minute, or whatever it is. Do we aim to create, you know, a positive atmosphere? That instead of the complaining aspect, we mention a person can go ask for help how to deal with a certain situation. And we constantly say, I dare say, it's urgent, urgent today. What's, what's in our heads that we can't make that leap? Every family needs a rub. It says a Selech Arav. And not just an Allah, not in Shemir, it's Every day, and there are people, there are great people who can help. Sometimes you have to do something maybe you don't want, but in the long run you'll see it's okay. Someone who's sensitive to the wife and sensitive to the husband. Because if not, we have no outlet. It's like me against you. So there comes the complaints. But all of a sudden you have a... a Rabbi to speak to how you bring up your children. First, how a husband and wife deal with each other. There's some homes, it's like biting going on. Did this, or a husband says to the wife, um, can you help me with this? And she'll say, oh, can you move, get this for me? Or whatever it is, a nice way. And she goes, no, no I'm not later. You get and so many times we could disagree in front. But husband and wife to learn and grow and realize you're one body how much you want you want good words said to you you want someone listening to you someone encouraging you someone working with you it's work it's work so it becomes different you need someone to give you how to bring up children you always ask advice always ask always ask always ask be someone again knows you and knows your wife and knows the family because different families are different Rosh Yeshiva's way of bringing up children might be different than the way you bring up children. Or this one or that one, a working man and a learning man. It's a whole, every has their own different nakudas, details. Uh, Miller used to say, which father should go learning at night? Which, how many nights? And some staying home. And a whole program for each one of us. How to live our lives so who we are, who our wives were, who our family was, who, the whole matzav. And that's what you we need. What are we waiting for? <laughs> what are we waiting for? And then it goes to Panasa too. It goes to working, working. 
And they asked Rabbi Miller concerning what's the best to go to East. after a certain amount of years to keep learning or go to school to get it. Each each one's Rabbi answered, each one's individual. Also, you know, be, go to work right away. It doesn't have to be you learn for the next hundred years. It's it's a whole thing. You need their questions. And what happened when you're asking questions, husband and wife are working together and their money's a little type of working together. And husband can't be a lazy bone. And her wife falls, so she's always thinking I'd be more frugal. She might spend. I mentioned many times, man goes to the store, pick up tissues and orange juice, and woman goes to the store for the same thing and comes back with a fifty dollar bill. But that's a that's her mentality. Do they care of the home? Because home's gonna be a stable, secure home. So I mean, I understand the wife's understanding with money. You know, man, he has like very little in the bank. And my wife came out, oh, he spent three hundred dollars on. Oh, they needed stockings, and so a man was smart and said, ah, very nice, let me look. And then he had to borrow some money. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? She did it every day. She doesn't do it every day. Come on, guys. So what happens is, because looking for a certain way of thinking, and a man has a certain way of thinking, too, when he's concerned about money, and a woman should try to be also considerate and... And if she's trying, he sees she's trying, you know, she sees, he sees she's, tr- you know, she's saying and watching herself and doing the best she can. And doesn't matter if you're, you don't have too much money, you have a lot of money. It's all about the attitude here. But you need direction. How to deal with money matters. How to bring in children. How to deal with each other. How to deal with your, your learning program. How to deal with your whole direction in life. So this is what's necessary. This is what's crucial. That we need this direction. So just repeat. We saw the Miraglim. We went over the idea of the greatest of greatest yet in the Gaya and not wanting to change a certain way. They saw certain things that came back and told the people. Noah said, should have, the, the biggest mistake they should have gone to uh, just go to Moshe Bain first. Where you want to put everything in perspective? Okay, and they felt, it, and they felt it was best for the people. So getting back to what you're talking with us, the idea of seeing a situation, accepting it, and asking thereof. Because if not, again, it's complaining complaining and putting each other down we gave this story again with accepting your mate accept accept your mate you work on yourself with self-awareness and work on your patience and then you learn how to deal with him and how to deal with her and what to say and what to do that we need again again a rough and the whole of not only just Complaining, but then putting each other down in front of children, in front of parents. It's we have to stop, stop. It doesn't help. Doesn't help. Your frustration doesn't help. We have to think, think, think. What's best for eternity? And then just speaking, what's on our mind? Person to a person having trouble having children. Oh, this one had a baby. Another person having trouble in school. Oh, he got a 99 on a test. I mean, think everybody. We we know these things. We don't want things things done to us. We don't want to do. We don't want done to us. So we don't do it. Do unto others only do what you want done to. Don't do unto others what you don't want done to. We have to get it straight. And then as we 
move along. We move along in Avodah Hashem and working very, very hard on getting along, watching how we speak, no matter who we're with and what we're with, and again, deal with getting advice, getting advice, getting advice to deal with every situation, to get a mahalik how to do it. It's crucial now. It's crucial. You hear stories, you people saying things, doing things. This is not the holy people. It's a brainwashing from the world, frustration from the world. This is not how we act. Ram Kodosh. Everything you do is for eternity. Your eternity and your family's eternity and people's eternity. So we have to work hard, work hard on seeing a situation, on accepting the situation, asking how to deal with the situation, and at the same point giving each other encouragement and listening to each other. Hashem should bless us all to go weiter, to go weiter, and avodas Hashem, avodas Hashem. We have everything. We mentioned time to think. Everyone just step back right this second, no matter where you are. You're driving, you're driving. Where you are and say, wait, look at my day so far. It's okay, it's okay. <clears throat> go back 30 years ago. Go back now. Look, look. Think episodes, how Hashem saved us. And go over your life now. Step, step back and calm yourself down. And those will, again, you can look at nature, look at the world. Hashem is right here with us. Then we have the Torah and we have so much, so much, so much. So complaint is not in our vocabulary. We don't want done to you, don't do to others. Would you like done to you? Go ahead and encourage. Go on and give. Go on and help. Things are going to change and change that way. Shemesh bless us all with simplest and brachas and all the nyanim for 120 plus years. And see you on Gripe for 718-339-6020 or 347-563-0951. Aslacha and bracha.